Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of Sunrise on the Inside podcast, a space where we share inspiring interviews and stories from thoughtful leaders in business, health and wellness, entrepreneurship and sports. We talk about tools, habits, routines and tactics they use to help them feel calm, revived and rebalanced whenever they face challenges in life. I'm your host, Nico Estrella, and for today's episode, I have a very special guest for me, one of my best friends and business partner in Waku, Juan Giralba. Juan is a serial entrepreneur and a MBA class of 2018 from Babson College. Currently, Juan is the CEO and co-founder of his fourth company, Waku, a direct-to-consumer beverage brand of herbal teas that support a healthy gut. Waku uses only ethically sourced ingredients from the Andes Mountains of Ecuador and supports the livelihoods of dozens of Ecuadorian smallholder farmers. Juan is a World Economic Forum global shaper. He has lived and studied in Europe, North America and South America and is fluent in three languages, Spanish, English and French. He is passionate about entrepreneurship, management and high-impact businesses. Hope you really enjoy this first episode. This podcast is a personal project I've been wanting to do for a while now, so I am super, super excited for this. I'm going to start releasing, releasing a weekly episode every Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe to get notified for every new episode. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation that I have with Juan. All right. Welcome to the first episode of the Waku podcast, Sunrise on the Inside. I have one of my best friends and business partners today here in the call is Juan Giraldo. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Nico. I'm very excited to see you uh, putting this together. Really, really excited. Super excited for for, uh, starting to produce this podcast and for this first episode. We want to start every episode of of the podcast cheering with some good waku i have today my waku berries and basil so cheers my friend cheers, cheers for you. the first episode so i wanted to start today's podcast um asking you i know that you just started to play the bass is that right the bass guitar yes the bass guitar yeah how is that going it's going really good. I, uh, I I feel proud of myself because throughout my life, I've always been very attracted to music. I think it's the form of art that I've always connected the most. Uh, you know, growing up in a family with a lot of Latin rhythms, music was always in the background. And then my brother actually ended up pursuing a career in, in music. So since I remember, there was always loud music in my house. We had a studio in the back. And that was the, the, the time and the space that we used to bond with my brother. And I never took the, in my mind, I used to think that I couldn't, I, I didn't have that artistic part or that creative part in me, that I'm more of an analytical person. And, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it's a limiting belief. And this year I decided that I was going to use my time in New York, in Brooklyn, that is very artsy. And the fact that I have musicians, friends living right next to me, that I, I was just going to take the time to start learning. Um, and, and that I did. So I'm, I'm just starting, but I'm very proud that I took the first step. That's, all right. That's great. So how often are you, are you practicing or how, 
how many classes are you taking? How are you doing it? So I see, I see my teacher, which is a good friend, Ramiro Marciani, Berkeley musician, great guy, uh, once a week, every Tuesday. So that's a one-hour session that it always ends up being like 90 minutes. And then what I try to do is at least 30 minutes a day. Uh, tough, to, tough to do every day, to be honest. I mean, there has been weeks that I don't practice it, and there has been weeks that I do one hour a day. Uh, but I, I usually try to do half an hour a day and then more time on the weekends. That's so nice. I I think I also have, um, I also think I have that limiting belief. I've always been interested in the, starting to learn how to play an instrument or actually how to sing because I know that I love karaoke, but I don't have the best voice. But I know that you can train your voice uh, and learn how to sing. But I also think I have that limiting belief myself. Um, so I, I wanted to follow up with a question there. Um, how how do you think uh, you managed to end up that that limiting belief? Like how? What do you think it helped you to just like make the decision to say like, okay, uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna try this. That's a great question, and I think lately I've been. I've been reflecting a lot because I'm spending a lot of more time by myself now. I'm, I'm like in a, in a solitude period, let's say, that I'm really, really enjoying. And there are a couple of things that come up. One is change. I've noticed about myself that when I change my environment, I get a lot of new energy, new ideas. It's just I'm, 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 like, I'm like a kid in a playground because everything is new. And so the change, I mean, you know, change cities, change environments, change schools, change apartments. All of that brings sort of a, a new desire to do new things to me. Um, and the second thing that comes to my mind is, is, just, is just taking action. And, 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 and it's just sort of a cliche of entrepreneurship, but I truly believe that is that at some point you just need to stop thinking and, and just do it. And I think you're living it yourself with a with a podcast. You just have to start somehow. And, and the moment I arrived here, I was like, "Look, I'm not gonna buy the best base. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to invest, you know, two thousand dollars in a good instrument. I'm gonna buy the cheapest thing I can find, and I'm gonna start playing. And later on, I, I will. I can change my bass guitar to a better one and my amp for a better one and all that. But right now, I just want to start, and that's what I did. I agree. I agree, and I, I I totally hear what you say. I I li really like that idea of just starting just with whatever you have right now, and like with the cheapest and most easiest way to just start whatever you want to do, just to show you. This is my. I got like a eighty dollar microphone from from Amazon to just start this podcast and just Google tools that can help you do it. Um, I know that it's something that you just have to keep doing it uh, to get better at it. You just have to enjoy the, that process of maybe not being that great since the beginning and knowing that probably the first two songs that you're going to play are going to sound a bit lousy, but just like uh, having the courage to just like throw yourself out there and, and do it. I think I really like, like that idea. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, um, one of the main reasons why I wanted to start a hobby this year is exactly because of that. I wanted, I wanted to feel there is a long way to go again, if that makes sense. You know, it's like, 
I know that if I want to end up playing a salsa song, which is my goal in the bass, it's going to probably take me one year of practice. And I, 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 I love that. And as you said, I think it's all about the process. So it's uh, enjoying the process to get there. But I think it's also humbling. And I think it's like your brain is stimulated in a very interesting way when you when you put yourself in a place where you don't know anything and you're just starting to learn i think your brain gets uh it's like steroids to your brain you know yeah totally and i think this is a a great segue right now to the next part that i wanted to talk about and as you were saying i think a big shift that happened to us as a company um in this in this year i think it's like in the in the first half of this year was that I think we started to change a little bit the shift of uh, not looking at the goals of the business like in short in the short term and seeing just like okay how many sales how much sales are we gonna make at the end of the month and just like trying to uh, be focused in the in the short term things and I think a big a, a, an important thing that happened this year uh, I don't know what you think but I think that it was like seeing this game as it's a long-term game and, and it's a process. So there's a lot of things that we know that we have to start right now that are going to start to uh, pay dividends in the future. But um, changing this mindset of, of uh, thinking in the long term, I think has been really, really impactful for, for the business this year. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you, what things... Uh, do you think made you uh, change this mindset from like uh, this short-term thinking into like trying to see the bigger picture in the in the long term? What what what? I think it's interesting. Think? I think it's interesting because I I tend to think that you and I have always had a more long-term approach to business and life in general. I think that we lost that. Uh, we lost touch with that part of ourselves in the first two, three years of the business because of the go, go, go mentality that, you know, the, the startup world in the U.S. gets you. Um, but I think we just needed to reconnect with that part, you, you and me. Um, I am a big believer that, you know, great things take time to build and you should approach business and life as a marathon and not as a sprint. And when I reflect back, I... I know you like this word, but I think the, the, the strategy course we took with, with Robert has been very impactful because it has given us the space to breathe. So it, 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 it really gives us the, the rhythm to actually think, you know? And so, so take a breath for a minute, pause, think where this is headed, uh, appreciate all the progress that we have made that I think in the past we just didn't have that space. And now having that space um, allows us to be a lot, to have a lot more perspective, to be a lot more strategic. And, uh, and then things like that happen. You start realizing that, yes, goals are very important and we need to hit those milestones. But, I mean, look, this is, again, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So, uh, yeah. It will take no, time. I agree. I agree. I think that that strategy, those strategy sessions that we've implemented since this year, have helped a lot uh, 
a lot the business. And, and I think that personally, I think because of course we do these retreats and, and to give everybody a, a background on, on what's these strategy sessions, um, we get together, me and Juan as founders of Waku, uh, once every quarter. We try to do it somewhere that's uh, not in our houses or somewhere that can take, a, take us out from our day to day. And we take a weekend to first uh, see the results and all the, all the things that we did in the, in the past three months. And then we start to reflect on, okay, how are we going in our goals? Uh, are we doing the right thing? So we take these three days to just stop and ask ourselves the questions, the important questions of uh, if we are doing the right things and taking this time to, as Juan was saying, to reconnect with ourselves. Um, but I think uh, as for business and also for uh, every everyone out there, I think it's super important to have these times, maybe uh, more often than once a quarter, but having these times for yourself when you can just stop for a second in the craziness that, that you have in the day-to-day. And you can just stop to think, literally have one day, one hour uh, every week where you can just stop and and uh, be there with your thoughts and with your, with your ideas. I think that is something uh, very, very important. Do you have any, any type of practice that you take time for yourself, like personally? Yes, I, I, I used to be a little bit more disciplined uh, in that front, to be honest. But two things that I still keep is my, my gratitude journal in the morning, uh, the five-minute journal. So that I do, and then I write my journal for five minutes every morning. And I found this, the latter, so the, the one where I write my thoughts, I found that very relaxing, honestly, very relaxing. It's like, Whatever is going through my mind, I put it in paper. So it's literally now I have the habit of my pen doesn't stop for five minutes. It just doesn't stop. So I, I usually just put there my thoughts and feelings. Uh, so that's one, one part. Uh, you know, Nicola, I'm a, really for me, the most important habit is, is, is exercising. When I'm exercising, my, my mind is in the right place. My body feels good. I look forward to it. Um, and so that's another one that I take uh, very seriously. And then reading, it's uh, it's really escape. I mean, I, I again, I'm, I'm in in this moment where I have a lot of time because I'm living by myself, and I really don't have a big network yet in New York. And I'm I'm reading so much, and it's it relaxes me so much. It's uh, it's amazing. I do, I do, I, mean, I, I, I used to do more, but a whim of reading got me for like 10 months last year. And I also tried to do at least 10 minutes of meditation. That's, that's, that's happening now three times a week. Hey, just a quick pause for a message from Waku and we will be right back to the interview. We are very excited to let everyone know we've just launched Waku's crowdfunding equity campaign through Republic, a platform that allows anyone to invest in private startups like Waku. Waku is now part of a very exclusive group of highly vetted startups from Republic, and now you can become an investor of Waku starting with investments as small as $100. 
If you'd like to learn more about why to invest in Waku and why this is such a great investment opportunity, you can go to republic.co forward slash Waku. That's R-E-P-U-B-L-I-C dot C-O forward slash W-A-K-U. We will be thrilled to have you join us in our journey to bring to the world the most refreshing herbal tea with gut health benefits and help to create impact in the livelihoods of hundreds of Ecuadorian farmers. Let's get back to the show. That's amazing. Yeah, no, I, I, what, we used to live together with, with Juan uh, in 20, during 2018 and 2019. And I, I do remember that you are very, very rigorous with your routine. And I can, I, I remember that you have your things like your, your teapot and the place where you leave your books. And I remember that you, you were very disciplined in those, in following those routines. Yes, I found that um, we, we, we need a lot of, I call them armors and we have chatted about this a lot of times, Nico, but you know, life's, life has many different cycles and you know, it goes up, it has ups and downs. And I think that each one of us needs to explore how to best protect yourself from going too low or too high whenever you are there. And I found for me, routine is what keeps me very grounded. Um, and so I try, to, I try to be disciplined with my routine. One thing I've introduced these past three months here in Brooklyn is, is music, though. I'm, I'm playing a lot of music. I'm listening a lot of music, and that's becoming part of my routine. It's like maybe I, I drop a little dance here and there, uh, just having fun with music. Yeah, I, really, I think that was one. That's one of the things that I missed the most of living together was just like the dance parties that we used to have. Because even during COVID, when we were not able to just go out to bars or anything, it was just like you, me, and a couple other friends with my girlfriend and it was a, a group of five people. And I remember we had a blast in the, in our apartment, just like the five of us dancing to, to videos and to music. I, 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 that's one of the things that I miss the most about living together. I, I think we've, we've talked about this, but there is no, at least in my opinion, there is no better way to release stress than going out dancing. Uh, so dance, dancing once a week is really therape therapeutic. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. Um, now, I, I know uh, for Waku, the 2020 was a very, a very rough year. And we've, or, we've already been doing this for three years now. Um, and for the people that's listening right now, the podcast, I wanted to ask you, what do you think was, has been, it can be like doing the 2020 year, in all the time of the story of Waku, um, what do you think was one of the most uh, trying times or the most difficult things that we faced as a company, uh, either as a company or you personally by leaving the company? One of the moments that I think I'll never forget is when we left Boston last year. So to give everyone a little bit of context, last year, we had a, a moment, I remember in June, Nico, where we were for the first time in the company's history considering potentially closing shop because things were very, very hard. And obviously you and I went to the beach, we, we, 
we like to drive together when we're making these strategic decisions. And you basically took the lead and said, we need to continue, we need to pivot the business, we have all this inventory on hand that we could sell, let's just keep pushing. And, and I, I agreed with that and we decided to continue moving forward. And at that moment, in order to execute on that plan, we needed to cut costs 100%. So what that meant is that you and me, we couldn't afford to live in Boston, basically. And so whenever we decided that we needed to move out from Boston and that we were going to live in Uncle Rod's house, that is Nico's uncle, who very kindly opened his doors for us. Uh, he had a beautiful house, so we were very lucky. But we we stayed at the basement with, with him for four months, living rent-free. It was very sad to me to leave Boston in a sense of, like like I've lost. I didn't I didn't leave Boston from a from a victory place, let's say, because I felt that I had to I had to sell my car. I had I wasn't moving to a place that I specifically decided to move. I I we had to pack all of our stuff and leave them in a storage unit. I felt defeated. I felt defeated. And obviously that's you know after spending four years and a half in Boston, that's not the way I wanted to leave. So I, re- I remember I remember the feeling of uh, you know sort of feeling like broke like 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 I was broke personally financially and the company was almost broke as well and I remember talking to my dad and telling him that I feel that uh, you know I feel I'm, I feel very sad because I'm leaving Boston defeated and and he told me look life is full of crises. One day you're up, one day you're down. This is part of the game. Like, don't dwell too much about it. Go do your thing. You're going to focus for six months. Do what you're going to do. And in six months, I can guarantee you'll be back on your feet, doing, living where you want to be and doing what you want to do. And uh, that's what we did. And it's funny because in the last retreat that we were together, Nico, the first retreat this year, I told you, our lives have changed so much in the past six months. I mean, we're going up right now as a rocket, you know, because because we committed, because we 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 made the work last year, and we didn't allow the situation to to sort of defeat us actually, because we ended up winning after we went and worked almost six months nonstop in Uncle Rod's house. So that I think to me was the most uh, yeah. top moment. Um, and luckily, then with all these uh, tools that we have in our personal routine, reading, and obviously your energy, our energy as a partnership, I didn't dwell that much on that sadness, but it did, it did hit me. Yeah, no, I, I, remember, I remember those, those months. The things got very, very tough. And yeah, I, I will always be grateful with my with my uncle for for him letting us be th- those four months there in Michigan. But um, I also think that those four months were super helpful to be that it basically took out all the distractions. I think uh, it was literally there in the in the suburbs of Michigan in Northville, uh, where literally there were no distractions, and and we. We were able to focus in ourselves and taking care of ourselves first and bring like build ourselves back from the the, the defeat that we had uh, from the from the pandemic and literally build 
start to build from the ground up again a new business model that took us like literally those four months of full focus, working the 12 hours, 12 hours per day, uh, and having time to rest, having time to reflect. Uh, I think those those four months were uh, crucial, I think, for... And, and uh, honestly, life-changing, um, I think, for, for both of us. I, I, I first, as you know, uh, going even deeper with, with, with understanding the love of family and the importance of family. And we, we could felt that kindness from, from Uncle Rob and, and, and his family that welcomed us. Incredible to feel that. So that grounded me personally a lot to feel that family love. And the other part was never in my life before that I, I found the stillness. That was the first time in my life that all the noise was reduced and I was able to listen to myself. And, and that, honestly, I don't want to lose that uh, sort of perspective or ability to listen to myself never again. Um, it's, 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 it's awesome to find that stillness, to sit down and process what you're thinking, what you're going through. I learned to do that in Michigan. And I think it's something that I'll, I'll carry with me forever. What, what do you think? Do you remember what were the tools or... Uh, or books that you read at that point that helped you achieve this and helped you to connect more with with yourself and with your with your thoughts as you were as you were saying. Yeah. So two two things come to mind. One is obviously my morning routine was very strict at that moment. So I I, I took three hours every morning to exercise, Wim Hof breathing method. Um, meditation, writing journals, clean eating. So it was, that was very good. But two things I implemented that really helped me listen to myself. One is walks with no distractions. So we were walking Rafa, Uncle Rod's dog. Nico had to walk him in the morning and me in the afternoon. This ended up being a gift because every afternoon I would walk with Rafa, let's say 30 to 40 minutes, my phone was off. No podcast, nothing. It was just me, Rafa, and nature. And that walk was very cool because I, I put that effort to say, okay, what's going on right now? Am I, am I investing my time and my energy correctly? Is the business getting what it needs from me? Is my family getting what they need from me? Is Nico getting what they need from me? Am I getting what I need from me? So it was a good time to process. And the second piece was every Sunday, I would write on my, I would reflect on the week. And first evaluate whether I was putting uh, my time in the right places. And second is what I learned this week. Did I, did I do things properly? And I, I, I journaled on that. So those two practices are, I still keep the walks. I haven't been reflecting on my weeks lately, but the, the walks are incredible. That's so important to take those times for yourself to literally help you reconnect with yourself and with with the purpose of why you are doing what you are doing so you can keep so you can keep at it so yeah i think i think that was that was very powerful and i think um one of the things that i admire from you a lot is that uh, you are normally very good at prioritizing yourself um and i think that's something that i have sometimes uh, 
uh, a hard time in doing. I think I'm more like a, I, I tend to say that I am like a people pleaser person. So a lot of times I tend to put uh, like the well the, the well being of others, of my friends, of my family first. Uh, and then sometimes I forget to take care about myself and I forget or I just don't put the time there to be with myself and be with my thoughts and uh, have my routine. And, and I, I remember that it's uh, one, one of the things that I learned by living with you was that uh, your routine was sacred. Like it was no matter if it was an investor, no matter if it was like a very important thing you had to do your routine because you knew that you were going to present yourself better if you were like in your routine. So it was like a sacred moment in your life. And I think that that's one, one thing that I've been implementing, implementing lately. It's that every time you prioritize yourself, it's like you're putting a boat on like, okay, I'm, I am telling to my subconscious that I am the most important person in my life and that I am taking care of myself. And that changes you, like that changes something in your mind. And then whenever you go and talk with the investor or you go and talk with your parents or with your girlfriend or your friends, uh, you come from this place of abundance and you play, come with, from this place of like, okay, I already took care of myself. Now I, I am able to take care of, of others or of the business. Uh, so I think that's very powerful, very, very important. Yeah, I think a lot of it is is having a having a system. I think to, to be, it's like time management. I even think because it's uh, you know having a system to, to schedule your your time for yourself and 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 be disciplined in in not allowing anyone else to disrupt it. And so one of the best things I implemented back in in 2018, I think, or 2017, I can remember is. I turn on my phone when I start my day, for example. That I realized that the impact that a text can have on my day was way too much for me to, to give up. Uh, let, me, let me rewind and explain. I can't remember what happened, but I think we were exporting a container, something very urgent and very chaotic. And I woke up like at 6 a.m. And the first thing I see is, is this text where everything is in fire and they need my attention. So from that moment, I'm like, I'm allowing the rest of the world to control my agenda. And that day clicked to me. It was like, I will never allow anyone else to wake up, to wake me up in the way they want. I'm going to start working at 9 a.m. And when I sit down in my desk and you know this, Nico, I turn on my phone. And when I go to bed, I turn it off and, and that's it. And that was one of the, of the main things I implemented back in the day that has had the most impact in my life is don't get up and look at the phone. It's, it's my agenda first and then the world. That's, that's uh, very powerful. I think it's a great, a great it thing is, to do. It's such a tiny thing that can have an, and talk about multipliers. I mean, the impact that that, that has is, is crazy. And it's, it's just a tiny thing. It's just turn off your phone, and turn it on when you're ready to start your day. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Awesome, Juan. I, I know that we can keep talking the rest of the day, but uh, time is of the essence. Uh, I want to respect your time today. And 
to finish up our conversation, where can people um, be uh, connect with you? How how can people stay in contact with you? Uh, I am actively trying to be more active in, in social media. This is a goal for me this year. Um, so I'm, I'm active in LinkedIn right now. So look for me in LinkedIn, Juan Giraldo. And my email address is juan at livewaku.com. Those are the best two awesome. places to, to find me. I'll put those in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time today, Juan. As always, it's a pleasure to talk with you, man. Always, always fun to talk, Nico. I, th I feel that, well, now we have the retreats, but in the day today is crazy because we talk so much about operationally yeah. that we really don't know what's going on in, other, in, in our lives, basically. But, um, but the retreat gives us a, a space to, to chat. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Awesome, Juan. Thank you so much. It was awesome. Um, cheers again. Thank you, Nico. Cheers. Good luck. Hello everyone, this is Nico again, and just a few more things before you take off. If you'd like to be part of the Waku tribe to be the first one to know about the launch of exclusive flavors, special promotions, and content about health and wellness, just go to livewaku.com, that's L-I-V-E-W-A-K-U.com, and sign up for our email list. And if you sign up, I hope you enjoy being part of our community.